With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 218 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. You can subscribe via iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples and all Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. And we're all over social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for all your comments regarding that lovely little Ronda Rousey gift that I stuck up last week. Because here I am with my very own Eskimo brother on the show right now. (laughs) Do you remember that conversation that we had ages and ages and ages and ages ago about the potential of us actually being Eskimo brothers and then loved the fact that we actually weren't? <laughs> no, we're not. Thank fuck for that. We're not di- I've not dipped it in that. <laughs> Eskimo brothers. What a wonderful phrase, first of all. And two, just in case you've no idea what we're talking about, just get on Brendan Sharp's uh, uh, social listen, media. That said, you know... We both frequented Club 18 to 30 holidays throughout the fucking That's it. the 90s. So who knows? Shit went down. Who knows? Yeah. Shit went down. <laughs> Maybe you did. I didn't. <laughs> Pete's been here. Get your face out of that quick, lad. Oh, dear. I tell you, it, es- it escalated quickly, that fucking conversation between Brendan Schaub and Big Dana, didn't it? Yeah, big time, yeah. Poor uh, Stylebender. Mm. All he did was stick something on his social media and it's all kicked off. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's weird, Brendan Schaub. He's turned into a bit of a parody of himself. Like, uh, If you look at pictures of him now, he looks so fucking mm. he- L.A., well, he's a, you know what I mean? He's got a, he's doing all right. He's, he's doing doing he's a su- like, uh, successful media career. You're going to spend yeah, a few quid on yourself, aren't you? You're going to look after yourself. Fucking kip him, though. He's had so much work done now. Mate, it's weird. if anybody's not listened to uh, this week's boxing show yet, uh, yeah, get yourself on there. Have a little bit of a nosy because this lad's thinking of getting on the juice and getting himself all bulked <laughs> up. And he's slagging Brendan Schaub off for having his hair done and his veneers. Come on, lad. <laughs> if he wants to Botox up with the best of them because he's made a few quid now, let him yeah, crack on, true. lad. True that. Yeah. Let him crack on. Once we're on uh, fighting the kid money, I'll tell you something, yeah, boy. That's true, yeah. Absolutely. You watch me coming here with fucking I'll have teeth like Shergar. <laughs> Trust me, lad. I'll be all over it. Eating an apple through a letterbox. Fucking okay, nay. I'll tell you something. <laughs> who's who's come out of this bad? Travis Brown must be absolutely fuming. <laughs> yes. Poor Travis. Travis is oh, absolutely dear. steaming, isn't he? All the while talking about your own missus. That's it. In that kind of manner. Your getting, baby mama. Getting dipped off a couple of lads oh dear Dana as well eh come on it's like we didn't know though like we didn't know no listen we've got to act like we didn't know we've got to act like it's all what because <laughs> that's the beauty of the show what yeah but I love it when it kicks off on social media like that you know what I mean the, when uh, when lads start throwing shade on each other it's fucking yeah. tremendous I think it's, it's good the way it's not like Dana's style to just shut down as well yeah but I think he realised that he's doing more for Brendan Sharp's career than Brendan Sharp's doing for his career here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You no, know, let's just fucking. Brendan's put, got put a, a few points that actually, though. Away from the Eskimo Brothers thing, he's got a few points, though, hasn't he? You know what I mean? UFC has got a bit tits up since Fatita's cleared off. 
Yep. Yeah, but it's it's kind of, it's it, that's it's all kind of fallen into line now, hasn't it? With fucking yeah. serial yeah. serial drug offences ruling superstars out, yeah. Ronda getting completely exposed. And I then, wonder what you're going to say Connor then. Yeah, in. she is getting exposed. <laughs> Absolutely by the Eskimo lads. <laughs> um, have you? Uh, I noticed that you put a, a thing on our social media over the weekend regarding Connor's new compound. Yeah. Did you notice he were at the World Cup final with uh, with Khabib? He wasn't with Khabib. Well, they were both there. Khabib was in the fucking. Khabib was in with the minions. Yeah. Connor was there rubbing shoulders with the leg end. That's it. Eating, you know what I mean? He, having a fucking full course while he's watching the match. dinner while he's watching the dinner. On watching a China plate. Yeah. Sitting there like this is the only way to watch the World Cup. Fully final. suited up. Does not give a shit. Hundred $100 million dollars that. Sat there. Yep. Enjoy. And then hanging out with Putin. He's there, going well, he was there as a guest of Putin, wasn't he? Me and Big Vlad. Vladimir's guest. And then it was like, I'm going to be away the World Cup as a guest of Vladimir Putin. I'm like, what? And then suddenly there's like pictures of him with his arm around Putin, just like yeah. with his fist up as well. Like, go ahead, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Putin fucking loved it. Because he? he loves it, doesn't he? He loves this world. Like, he loves celeb. the fight world, doesn't he, Putin? He loves a bit of celeb as well. And when you see Connor's putting a thing up and he's saying, like, you know, one of the greatest, one of the greatest leaders of our time. It's an honour to meet you and what a day. And I'm thinking, fuck me. Connor. Mate, you're making all the right noises before this UFC. Yeah. The fact that he's getting a compound in Russia to train. You know, we were taking the piss Hang a few on. weeks ago about is he Rocky really? Four. Is he really? He's put a video out right now. What you see on videos, what you you can believe whatever you wish. Is he really getting Mate, a compound? Connor doesn't lie. Connor does not lie. Mm. He just gives you the bare truth in his in his style. Whether what? you agree with his opinions or not, he doesn't lie. And I think if he's saying, "I'm here, I am. I'm visiting my compound. This is where I'm going to be based when I'm training in Russia." Mate, that's good enough for me. And I'm thinking, "Fuck me!" But when? Connor, <laughs> when I want it now, I've told you. Christmas Day. It's not happening over Christmas, mate. Christmas Day, 2018, just like Rocky IV, Connor Khabib, and Putin will be in the audience. And when Connor beats him, he will get on the mic and rock it Rocky style as well. Get that Rocky audio from Rocky IV. Play that shit out now. I got it here. You all hating on me. If I can figure it out, and he can figure it out, and we can bring this together, then there's hope for all of us. Even Putin will be standing up doing the slow cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but UFC 232 is happening in Vegas, mate. They're sorting out Cyborg and Nunes. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, but that's happening. You know what I mean? We're talking about, the, we're talking about the World Cup final of MMA here, and you've just tried to fucking... You've just said that. I the put- Vauxhall Conference Cup final. At Berry Stadium yeah, yeah. is currently booked for that date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck that date off. Nobody cares. You reckon? Talk about the big, big cheese here, the big enchilada. It probably won't happen. It probably won't happen until next year. Let's be totally honest. We're probably looking at spring at the earliest. But how amazing, though! How amazing that as he, a story that he started the chat as now. a story to go. No, we're gonna do it Christmas Day. Christmas fucking day. Do you know what? I, I'd, I'd jack then. I'd be like. I called this shit six months ago. I told you this was going to happen. It would be amazing. You'd pack it in. I would just jib it. I'd just go, that's it, I've won. I've fucking won the fight game. I am the man. I can't talk about fight game anymore because I've peaked. I'm out. Exactly. (laughs) I'm out the game. Nah. Great video. I truly believe he's got... got, Listen, Connor's a lot of things, but one thing he isn't is a liar. And I just think if he's saying, here I am inspecting my compound in Russia, ready for my training camp. He's ready. Mate, that'll fucking do for me, mate. That's good enough for me. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. 
So you're not in, you're not excited about UFC two three two with uh, Nunes and Cyborg? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Nunes has signed the contract. She sent it to Cyborg. Let's do it. <laughs> you're not buzzed up. I'm, I'm buzzing about it. Yeah, but you know we're talking about fucking. Okay. Come on, let's call it how it is. All right. Uh, let's talk about that. Bring that bring that one up again later in the show and let's get excited about it. I'm doing it now. I can't I can't get excited about potentially the best f- fight in female MMA history mm. when we're talking about Conor, man, mm. the Golden Goose. It is a great fight. Though. All right. So, um, great chief support in Russia. Did you see as well? DC's been great on social media since he became the champ champ, and I'm, yep. I just keep up to date with who he's having a go at. Uh, on a daily basis, Yo Romero, you're next. Yo Romero piping up. You come at, in your last two fights. You've lost them. You've lost your last two fights, and he's piping up saying, "Yep, yeah, yo DC, let's do it. Let's get it on." <laughs> he's ready for it, isn't he? He, he, he wants a shot at the big boy. Yeah, doesn't everybody? He's he's so far down the queue. It's ridiculous. There's yeah. only two fights out there for DC. Yeah, and we've t- we talked about him on last week's show. Exactly. Bring him the juice up, Brock. And then let's They're do... both involved, you said. <laughs> and then let's do uh, Johnny Jones. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, Yo Romero, pipe back down, sunshine. Yeah, get back in your box, Yo. He's obviously Sorry, he's, he's obviously thinking of leaving middleweight though, and wanting a piece of the light heavyweight scene. If he's uh, if he's talking about DC, yeah. Mm. Well, he's got nowhere to go, middleweight. That's why he's so far down a pecking order for a title shot now. Mm. The fuck else is he going to do? Mm. Uh, what do you make of the action of the weekend? Did you get, did you get stuck into it? Yeah, yeah, of course, from Boise. Yeah, 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 watch the card. Don't say it like that. Boise. Do you know why? Boise. No, 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 no. My favourite TV show when I was a kid was Only Fools and Oysters, right? <laughs> My favourite character is fucking Boise. All right, down, boy. <laughs> so every, t- every time I was watching it at the weekend, they said, yeah, you're here at UFC Boise. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Only Fools and Oysters has gone transatlantic. <laughs> UFC Boise, yeah. Go on, what little? Uh, for me, obviously, the, the the highlight was Nico Price's sick knockout from his back, which is fucking weird. Hammer fist from Hammer the deck. Hammer fist to the face. Yeah. Poor Randy Brown. Randy Brown's got Nico Price stacked, and he's dropping ground and pound on him. Mm. And then suddenly, he, he feel, obviously, Nico Price locks his legs up and rolls him. So he rolls into the fence, and at, and at this point, Randy Brown's probably still thinking, I'm all right. Cool defences here. I'm still going to stay in top position. Yeah. Not a problem. So he starts fighting to free his legs. He clipped him right on the chin. And Nico it? Price just dropped that hammer fist. And the first, I think the first one knocked him out. Yeah, he did. He was out. And he's just like, he landed about five of Just throwing fucking hammer fist. And I'm just thinking like, what the fuck is the referee doing? Yeah. It was what's his name as well, Monty Herb. Yeah, fucking Herb's over the side of Octagon rolling a joint or something. Yeah, but the thing is, because it was such a weird knockout, and the way that he... Because he doesn't fall flat, does he? He's no, kind he's, of ha- re- he's stuck. He's yeah, hanging he's, there. Yeah, he's, he's stuck against the fence and stuck on his legs, right? So it actually looked like he's still in a crouched position. But he was gone. Yeah. Once you... what? Yeah, but at the time, did you think he'd gone off the first punch? Yeah. In live moments? Uh, I, I thought he... W- w- mine was about the third. I saw the third one going. I went, yeah, I th- no, he's I, gone. I think the second one, I was like, he's gone. And he's like, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like... Whenever you're ready, Mr. Herb. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready, Herb. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Herb once again proving that even the best referees in the world can can become can shit miss. referees. Can miss. Because <laughs> he's miss. had a terrible time over the last 12 months or so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, for me, that was the one of the highlights. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Sage Northcott's turning yeah. into a, he, He's turning into a fucking Mate, superhero, isn't he? Third time lucky at welterweight for Sage, because this was his third time, obviously, fighting at welterweight. And he's lost his previous two. So, for him to go back, 
to 170 where yeah. you know he's he's won every fight at lightweight but he's lost twice in the UFC at welterweight. He looked jacked, didn't he? He looks huge. He looked jacked. But he's a well he is a welter, isn't he? he can't he's he's clearly killing himself mm. to get down to lightweight anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he needed it. But I thought he looked outstanding. Mad though, once again, it's like Team Alpha Male. Clearly his head coach is Uriah Faber. Yeah. Yeah, Chad Mendes from Team Alpha Male is fighting and uh, Uriah Faber's not even in the corner. It's yeah. like, ooh, ooh, ooh. it's weird. Team Alpha Male just seems like it's a, a collective of fighters and like, that's my guy, that's your guy, that's our guy. I guess they spar and mix together, but they all like they all seem to have like their own Camps individual. Camp. Yeah, it's like, he's my head coach, not your head coach. I don't know, it's, I think it's a bit weird. Mm. It's a bit weird, but Speaking Sage... Looks like the real deal, man. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. once Sage pops his cherry and loses his virginity, he's yeah. going to be a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 still yeah. a bit clean cut for me. Yeah, like. yeah. He needs to stop doing these fucking Creed films. That's what it is. Being the old Ivan Drago. That's what it is. <laughs> he needs to get laid. Yeah. And grow the fuck up. <laughs> and stop being a 12-year-old trapped in a man's body and just need, become a man. Listen, you need some of that Eskimo. That'd be good. You need some of that Eskimo brother shit. That's what you need, <laughs> exactly, son. Exactly, yeah, You yeah. need to get involved. Go and have a word with Brendan and see if you can get you dipping in. <laughs> there were some weird decisions, though, as well, weren't there? I thought... That's Saeed Ma- Ma- Nurmagomedov. What do you say? Saeed. Yeah. Nurmagomedov. Khabib's, Khabib's brother. Khabib's mate. It's Khabib's ace, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought he got fucked by Justin Scoggins. Like, mm. I thought he, there was a case for him potentially winning the third round, but he wins a decision. But what was your opinion on Chad, Chad? Mendes's knockout? The the initial knockdown. Yeah. Left hook, Larry. Yeah, nice mint. shot. Yeah, nice shot. Mint. Yeah. Coming back after the two-year suspension, I think there's a narrative there, and maybe they played to that narrative, because I, the, the don't get me wrong, the left is a beaut. He yeah. absolutely times it and he goes down, but in no way, shape, or form was he out. No, he, he ain't gone anywhere. He was, no. he was still in the fight. It was just, it, it, was it a bit prem? I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, well, <clears throat> he's out for two. He's out for two years because of fucking steads. And mm. he comes back, mm. and you think like. He's, he just physically looks like a steadhead, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, he's a little fucking pocket rocket. He looks like a little juice head. So he, my thing then is, you start thinking, well, if you've been on the juice yeah. and you come off the juice, yeah. are you ever really off the juice? Because the juice got you there yeah. physically. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Brock Les- Brock, all you, all it's not like Brock Lesnar fucking turn 21 and, and look like a fucking monster. Yeah. The juice got him to monster shape. Yeah. He can come off it out of his cycle and, and piss clean. Yeah. But it's not, it's not going to shrink down to fucking look like Alexander Gustafsson. He's still going to look like Brock. Yeah. He's still going to be a big... And that residual juice, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's still in there. So I think there's always going to be an element now with Chad Mendes where you're like, well, yeah, but, you know, would you be as dangerous as that? But anyway, regardless, for me, the left hook was great. Yeah. He pounced on him. Mm-hmm. And then this is my thing with, with MMA referees now in, compared to boxing referees. Most of the MMA referees come from jiu-jitsu style background or wrestling backgrounds, not really boxing backgrounds because that's the way the sport's gone. It's like, well, you're a boxing referee. You know about boxing. You guys know about grappling Mm. and ground fighting. You're a better MMA referee. There seems to be a real concerted effort to bring those guys in rather than striking guys, guys Mm. from striking backgrounds. So you're saying they don't fully understand the striking The striking. So what I seen at the weekend was Chad Mendes lands a great left hook. Jory goes down. Yep. Chad Mendes takes us back, yep. takes him for a wrestling ride. So he's basically got one arm round, round his head, shoulder. He's on his back like a fucking rucksack and he's winging in right hooks, trying to hit him in the face. Yeah. Now, if you watch the finish, he's throwing, he's, he's obviously, you know, he's a little fucking featherweight, whatever they are. So, you know, he's going at it like a little fucking rabbit anyway, like a Jordacell bunny. 
So he's throwing a, a million shots a second. But he's riding his back. He's throwing his right hooks. Miles Jory's on all fours, but he's got his arm curled up over his ear. Yeah. So every single one of them punches from Chad Mendes hits his elbow on his forearm yeah. because he's blocking his face. Now, there's nothing else he can do at that point because Mendes is like... So all, all Fury can't... Miles Jory can't get up because the guy's on his back. Yeah. And he can't counter because he's basically on all fours with a guy on his back. But he's blocking those shots. Not one of those shots is hitting his face. It's hitting his arm here. Yeah. So the fact that he, even though he's throwing, he's throwing fucking ten of them. For me, a proper referee looks at that and goes, "You're not doing any damage." Jory's blocking all them shots. Mm. The, there was no reason to stop that fight. It was like momentum. It's like, yeah, I've got him. I've got him. Look, referee, he's got doing. Sometimes when people are taking shots to the face, yes, of course, the fight should be stopped. But Miles Jory wasn't taking shots. But no one mentioned it in the commentary. Miles Jory didn't really kind of remonstrate about it. I haven't really seen anything online. People going fucking terrible stoppage. But I personally, from more of a striking. Yeah, fight sports background. Yeah, yeah. I look at that finish and I think, well, what? What, what you expect him to do? What you expect Marjorie to do? I thought it was premature. I thought it was a bad stoppage. I think, yeah, I'd probably more agree with what you've just said compared to what I heard in the commentary on uh, the earlier hours of Sunday morning. But the, it's the the I, I think, like you said, the aggression and the and the momentum of the fight was well and truly with Chad Mendes yeah. because he wasn't moving. He couldn't, and you've right. You've you've explained it rightly. He couldn't move. He, he's kind of stuck. He couldn't get out of that particular position. But he wasn't taking anything clean. But how long do you let that go on for? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the kid's not going to move. Of course, we yeah, can't move. He, he can't get out of that situation. So what do no. you do? Do you just let that just fucking continue, or what? And just I don't let know. Him absolutely batter the living daylights out of his arm. How, how long can Mendes keep punching that arm before he thinks? So well, the referee ain't going to stop it. I'll try and do something I'll else. Move but at else. some point. But then when he does move, because all Jordy's doing is he's, he's he's blocking it. He's not taking any punishment. Mm. Uh, if as soon as Mendes stops punching him and tries to move, or re- then doesn't give that that give Jordy a chance to sweep or to get back, get off, get up on his feet. Or mm. I don't know. I just think we're, we're so quick to go. Oh, he's down. He's throwing punch. the ground. Apart. Yeah, oh, stop the fight. Yeah, stop the fight. Yeah. It's like well, you ain't actually punching anything though. Where's the where's the striking knowledge to come in and go? Oh no, I'm not stopping that fight. You fucking punched him on the arm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Jory, yeah, 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 Jory's yeah, in a good listen, position. Yeah. So the left hook was mint though to put to yeah, yeah it was down. a nice shot. It was mm. a nice shot because he rolled under it. He rolled yeah. under it. Uh, uh, I think it was a jab from Jory. He rolled under, and as Jory stepped back, he surged forward, didn't he? Yeah. And took another step and caught him. And pinged him. So it was a nice shot. Yeah, it was mm. a nice shot. Listen, I, I like Jed Mendes. Got nothing personal against the guy, um, but you know, popped hot, didn't he? So there'll oh. always be that. Mm. I'm so fucking double standards with MMA, aren't I? Yeah, because. <laughs> We get John Jones's praises people, every week. Pe- people who listen to our show, they send the, the amounts of messages that I get on our Twitter Because we're, we're like, boxing, get out. That's it. MMA. MMA, oh. come on in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like last week's conversation where we were talking about, yeah, just let them all fucking get juiced up and chuck them in a big octagon yeah. together and let them Royal Rumble the shit out of each other. Speaking of that, mm. we've got a new candidate for your Royal Rumble. Go on. Well, you're not in it before. Go on, you're gonna to have to. You told me about his picture. His picture. Former you... UFC champ, no longer in the UFC, semi-retired, or is he waiting for Bellator Royal Rumble? Oh my! He's days. back on the juice. Oh my days! <laughs> Google Vita Belfort right now. I wonder where you were taking me there, right? Vita is back. Juice said is back now. Everybody knows, back in the day, Vita loved a bit of TRT. Did the lad right? He looked an absolute Adonis. 
Then, obviously, the new testing comes in from USADA. He's not allowed to get on the gear. So, therefore, he kind of... It was like someone deflated his body. He had little bitch tits. He had also... He, he was just a sag, wasn't he? Let's be honest. It wasn't the frame of Vita Belfort. Then, all of a sudden, he puts his gloves in the middle of the octagon and walks away from the UFC. Bellator are giving him a shout and various other uh, people fancy a piece of the pie. He posts a picture online and fucking hell, someone's put a pump up his ass. <laughs> he is absolutely stacked, isn't he? Woo! Someone's back on the gear, isn't he? Loving it. Looking well. He's looking happy. <laughs> he's looking, he's looking happy. He's looking fucking very happy, yeah. He's, he's, looking he's just waiting good. for that phone call now, isn't he? For yeah. the, uh, Give me a shout, lads. I'm ready to go. Ready for that Bellator fucking... I can't do next week. I'm still rumble. in a cycle. Once, it, once we're done. <laughs> Bellator don't give a fuck about no cycle. Wow, man. Get him in. Get him in. Looks well, doesn't he? He looks happy and healthy. That's the main thing. Looks That's very it. healthy. Beach ready. He's beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His bitch tits have gone. That's His UFC it. bitch tits have oh gone. Oh, my days. I know. My he, goodness. He's in good nick. He's in good nick, he's the lad. He's um, happy. He's any, happy. Anything else uh, take your fancy from Boise before I move us on to Hamburg? Yeah, well, obviously, before we come on to Junior DeSantos, the pick of the undercards, did you watch that Raon Barcelos? He was the featherweight that started the prelim card. If you missed it, go back and watch it. Knock the guy out in th- in the final round. But if you watch it, it's like a video game because he lands a right uppercut on right on the button. Oh, I've seen the finish. Lands yes, it overhand I've seen the fi- right, I've seen the right on the button. Yeah. Lands the same right uppercut. Yeah. Right, and th- and all the way this. Holobers just like walk falling backwards towards the fence and it's like uppercut over the top uppercut over the top and he finally yeah. goes down you're just like mate that was sick it's like exactly when you're playing a video game you go oh that uppercut works yeah. and you just go uppercut 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 and you just <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, go yeah, mad yeah, on yeah, it yeah. that's what the finish was like so that was cool mm. and then the other one I watched was that Alexander Volkanovsky who beat Darren Elkins yeah, Darren yeah. Elkins is sick as fuck yeah. this is a guy that's put a lot of wins together in the UFC I don't know what this was doing on the prelims this is a, bill, a brilliant fight and that Volkanovsky mate he's no fucking joke as a featherweight he's a leading contender him. I tipped that kid to go a long way I think he's only lost one in like 20 that was a big win over Darren Elkins I think this guy should be moving on up and I know afterwards he called out Pettis who obviously looked great last yeah, week yeah he did yeah mate Pettis, that's a good fight for him. Mm. Absolutely. The what did you make of JDS? I'm over it. I'm yeah. I'm over JDS yeah. because he was of an era where, don't get me wrong, I mean, the geezer's got uh, a victory of, uh, against Stipe, hasn't he? As a Struve, I suppose, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He, I've kind of left it behind because I've moved on thinking that the next generation was going to be Francis and Garnu and people like that, you know, and obviously with what DC did to Stipe over the weekend. But if you look at the actual depth of talent in the heavyweight division, there's not a lot there. No. Really. Um, so, yeah, maybe I was a little bit premature of just going, right, JDS, ta-da, I'm moving on. See you later. He gave him the victim, didn't he, because he failed a test. But, yeah, maybe. But then they checked the test and they went, oh, shit, no, you've you've actually consumed the fucking tainted supplements because they had the supplements and they checked the supermarket where he bought this, or the nutrition store where he bought something from mm. and they tested another batch and they were tainted as well mm. and they were like oh yeah you, you know this is kind of fucking on so, us um, that was a year ago Yeah. so he's, he's waited a year for USADA to fucking sort themselves out and yeah, he basically yeah, spent yeah. a year on the shelf and he looked like someone who'd been a year on the shelf for me at the weekend and when you're 34 and you've had the kind of career JDS has that's the last thing you want especially as you say heavyweight division's been in the state of flux mm. Um, he loses to Stipe, fails the test. He's been kicking around, trying to clear his name. He's cleared his name, not that you, you've seen much press on it. And like he comes back against the guy that's making his UFC debut, who's super dangerous as well. 
it wasn't a great fight, let's be honest with no. you. You know, he wins on points and uh but he's back and hopefully there's good fights out there for him. There's certainly good heavyweights out there for him. Whether he's got anywhere near the mix at the moment because Well he's not because I think the, the belt. title's gonna be locked down for the best part of the year. Yeah. Because I think it's Brock you know and then I it's think? John Jones. It's Brock, then John Jones becomes heavyweight champ. Hmm. I'm not having that. That it'll happen or that it will no, 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 the fight will happen. All right. John Jones ain't winning, though. You think the still think double G- DC double, double champ Cormier is going to win? He's going to do it, now. I'm I'm fully on board with the DC trend. You're such a white knight, aren't you? You yeah, still, like, support, support the goodie. You know what I mean? Are we, is that not our I job? Bet, do you watch, do you, I bet you watch Star Wars and root for Luke, don't you? This is... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you watch Lord of the Rings and cheer on Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Support the bad guy, man. <laughs> It's all about Batman, not about Joker Sunshine. That's what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, UFC Hamburg this weekend. Some disappointing news for our boy Danny Roberts. The fight with Alan Juban. We were so excited about it. This was the moment for for Danny to do a job on one of, uh, well, a well-esteemed name in that welterweight division and therefore maybe uh, propel himself into that little mix that we've been talking about for the likes of Darren Till. However... Juban's pulled out with injury. Yeah. Uh, so we got a different fight with uh, David Zawada. Um, I'm glad that he's got an opponent. I'm glad he's still fighting. The training camp's not going to waste. Uh, we will see him in action this weekend. But um, I just hope that he comes through it unscared, does a job, because these last-minute changes of opponents, someone's got an opportunity now in the UFC. They're, they're proper banana skins, these. I just thought that Danny's fully switched on. Yeah, me too, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of right on it as well, you know. it's There's no time to think about it. This guy's been doing well in KSW, which, as we talked mm. about previously, is a sick promotion out of Poland. Um, whether this guy's ready to step up to the UFC, we don't know, but he's certainly been putting wins together. Um, it, it's a risky one for Dan. Obviously, it always is when someone... Because this kid's got nothing to lose... You know what I mean? He turns up in the UFC, gets his opportunity, and he's literally got nothing to lose. You know, on paper, he's supposed to lose this fight, Sawaka. So he'll turn up in Hamburg. I think he trains out of Germany as well, so mm. he'll feel comfortable there. But listen, this is the big show, and sometimes this happens, and Danny's got his Danny, Danny's got to be able to turn his focus onto this guy, get over the fact that Juban, that is a bit of a kick. You know, Juban's a top 15 guy. Yeah. And, you know, to have that opportunity taken away from you this late on, or he's certainly a gatekeeper to the top 15, mm. uh, it's going to be tough for Dan, but he's got to stay motivated and, and, and turn it on. And it's still on the main card, I'm hearing. So, mm. fingers crossed he can do the business. Yep. As is uh, Mark Giacchese. He's on there. Looking forward to seeing him back in. He's obviously, he shot into the UFC. Superstardom. Everybody's going crazy for him. Yep. Everybody that we speak to over in the States where he's training at the moment. Absolutely. It was that Timu Pachlan performance, wasn't it? That knockout in yeah. London after 30 seconds. It Mate. was just fucking sensational. And his team are telling us that he's the bollocks. He's the next big thing. Yeah. And we're loving the fact that he is the next big thing and hopefully it's going to happen. But he has it a couple of roadblocks. Then he went, but then he moved to ATT. Yeah, yeah. He moved to ATT in America and was like, mm. he'd been out there before, but he was a British based fighter still. Mm. Moved to ATT. He's lost twice. Mm. At Drakkar Close, you know, that was... Uh, OK, that, that was... He's a, no mug, though. Drakkar Close. No, he isn't. We, no, no. found out recently. Of course, yeah. But that was a decision that couldn't have gone either way. But then Dan, Dan Hooker fucking absolutely nailed Again, him. another no, no mug. Yeah, well, absolutely. Dan Hooker's flying, isn't he? As he proved again last week, he's a... He's a He's a red hot fighter, but Jacasey needs a big performance. He needs as momentum well. as well. Exactly. Mm. I think he's he's got to try and steal the show, and I think he's done. I don't know whether he's been out at the full camp at ATT this time. I know he did some training back in the UK, but I think he has still stuck with ATT. So it's risky for him. 
But he's, you know, he goes into this fight as a favourite, but it's a it's a fight that he's got to win. Mm. He's absolutely got to win it because the pressure's on now. Three three losses back to back in the UFC. I don't You're care done. how good a talent you are. Um, that's risky, very risky. Um, you know, he's going in with a guy that's had one fight in the UFC and lost himself. Nazrat. Nazrat, yeah, yeah. He fights. I think he's based out of Los Angeles. He's Afghan, mm. but he's he's based out of Los Angeles. Trains at Kings MMA. Which would suggest a striker, which would suggest someone that's going to try and have a go with Jacasey. Yeah, that's what he wants. Which would suggest that Jacasey should be able to fucking light this kid up. Yeah. So it's now or never for Mark. I think I genuinely think if he if he doesn't win on Saturday night, he will punch his ticket out of the UFC. Mm. Which would be such a shame after the momentum yeah. he had after Packham. We were thinking, you know, we were like, "Fuck, is the he next, is. next British UFC champion right here?" Yeah. And now. Mm. struggling like crazy yeah Davy Grant's also on this uh, Davy Palavars he's been on our show on a few occasions he's a top kid um, he was supposed to be on the Liverpool card if you remember it, um, when Darren Till obviously fought Wonderboy but he ended up getting a staff infection uh, that's all now cleared up I'm led to believe and the guy that he was uh, supposed to be fighting obviously in Liverpool it's all been rescheduled and now shifted towards Hamburg. So he's yeah. uh, he's back on the back on the the train. Let's just say and hopefully he can put in a performance. Yeah, he needs to as well because you know it's it's been anything but plain sailing in his UFC career. I'll be honest, you know I know I know a staff inset infections kind of out of his hands, but when that happened in Liverpool because it was such late notice, you know mm. I was literally talking to him the day the day of. Mm. In fact, I was talking to him in the hotel in Liverpool, and. A taxi pulled up and he was like, listen, I've got to go, I've got to go. And I was like, all right, okay, Davey, no worries, see you later. And I was thinking, it's weird, Davey Graham doing like, you know, external UFC, because all the training's on in the hotel, mm, everything's there. Mm, mm. I was thinking, you know, kind of like, where's he? where the UFC taking him? It's not like he's doing media on his own. It's not like he's doing this. It was weird. And then afterwards, I seen his coach. He was like, no, no, we literally went to hospital then just to check it. Good UFC wanted the final check. And that's where he said, no, it's a staff. You, you're definitely out of the fight. I was like, fuck. Because I was literally chatting to him about the fight yeah. and how excited he was and everything else. So it was heartbreaking to see that. But I'll be honest, I thought, he ain't going to get another chance. You know, to let the UFC down at such late notice and the fact that he'd had two losses in his UFC run so far, mm. I just thought the writing was on the wall. So I'm delighted for him there. I've got mm. this opportunity. But again, kind of like Marcia Casey, he's got to win this weekend. And I think he will win, don't get me wrong, but he's got to. The pressure's on him. Good to see uh, Nad Narumani uh, back in the UFC. Everybody knows uh, Nad's name, obviously, because he fought Paddy Pimlet here in uh, Liverpool in Cage Warriors. Yep. Did a job on uh, Paddy. Uh, but now he's back in the UFC. Back in uh, back in Hamburg this weekend, uh, performing. I like Nad. I just like the, his attitude towards fighting. He, he nine times out of ten he does bring it. Yeah, okay. Every now and again there might be a boring one, but nine times out of ten he'll give you a, a decent knock. Yeah, he comes. You know, a lot of people when he didn't really know too much about him when he came to Liverpool to fight um, to fight Paddy the Baddy, and um, I think a lot of people were like just expecting Paddy yeah. to blow him away um, just because of his reputation, but. You know, I think most people in the industry knew that Nad was a massive step step up for Paddy Pimlet, and it was going to be a tough fight. And as it proved on the night, you know, I think Nad won uh, won, won four of the five rounds or whatever. Mm. You know, he he lit Paddy up, and Paddy's someone that's had a UFC contact waved in front of his face on numerous occasions. And you kind of thought, well, if you're not going, if Paddy's not ready to go, surely you're going to take Nad. And finally. They have yeah. taken Nad, finally gets his opportunity now against Khalid Taya, uh, who isn't a name that rings a bell. Is that is, is this his UFC debut as well? I think mm. it may well be. Um, but, it, you know, it's got decent billing on the card as well. Like, you know, it's it's on the Fox Sports prelims. So 
Massive opportunity for Nad. And you know what? The more Brits in the UFC, the better, as far mm. as I'm concerned. Mm. Great uh, opportunity. Uh, now, the main event is obviously uh, Shogun versus Anthony Smith. Um, we'll get on to the fact that Shogun's touted for uh, a shot at DC's light heavyweight belt in a minute. Um, but if you all remember, this was supposed to be Volkan Usamir's return. Yeah. Uh, Volkan, uh, well, in fact, actually, I think Volkan and Shogun were scheduled to fight in Chile, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That fell through because of visa issues for Volkan. Then they rescheduled it for Hamburg. And then in Hamburg, um, they pulled Uzumir off the card, stuck him on UFC 227 to go and fight Alex Gustafsson. So therefore, they needed another opponent for Shogun and they came up with Anthony Smith. Uh, so that's why we're here. Um, it's an opportunity for Shogun to really show what he's all about because that light heavyweight division now with DC yep. looking like he's going to be sticking around at heavyweight for some time. Yep. Um, there's some wonderful names that could... Uh, maybe cement themselves as uh, the main boy in the light heavyweight division. Alex is obviously one of them. We've mentioned his name there. Um, but there's some other kids. Hey, even Jimmy. Jimmy Manor will yeah. be having a look at it and he'll be thinking, go on then, I fucking fancy a piece of this pie if uh, DC's not going to be about. But Shogun Ruri is definitely one of the guys. Absolutely. Shogun's mad as well, you know, because it's like, I've since I've been covering UFC an awful lot over the last 10 years, I come into it and Shogun was like flying. He just lost the title and everything else. But in the last 10 years... I don't think he's won a fight back-to-back up until the last 12 months, 18 months. So he got all the way from like 2009, 2008, 2009, all the way to like 2016 without winning back-to-back fights. He'd like win one, lose one, win one, lose two, win one, lose two, win one, lose one. <clears throat> don't get me wrong, you're talking about Dan Henderson, Gustafsson. Yeah, probably you know, he's, he's mixing it with good guys, but still, <clears throat> you feel like Shogun's career was winding down. And now it's 2018, and I'm like pinching myself going... We're talking about Shogun Ua legitimately as a potential title challenger that yeah, lies yeah, heavyweight. Yeah. This is fucking weird. Mm. Absolutely weird, but he is because he's won three on the spin. And if he beats Anthony Smith this weekend, that's four straight wins at light heavyweight. He's got the reputation. He's got the name. Mm. Mate, he fucking, he will deserve a title shot and I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against it. The only thing I would bet against is getting the win over Anthony Smith this weekend because as good as Shogun's been in his last three fights... Anthony Smith's just beat Rashad, man. And this kid's got his tail up. This kid mm, fancies it. Mm. And he's just thinking, line up all these former UFC champions. Yes, please. I'll fucking run through them all and then deny me a title shot a day. Mm. Um, the best thing about this weekend, by the way, it's on Sunday. Yeah. And it's on at awesome. 7, 8 o'clock. I think that's the main Perfect. card. I think it actually starts at 3 in the afternoon, of which you can get on Fight Pass. But the BT Sports Show here in the UK uh, starts, I think it's 8 o'clock, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That's right. Set. Seven o'clock Germany time, which means it's eight, eight o'clock. o'clock. No, doesn't. Other way it's around. Six o'clock. Seven o'clock. Then an hour ahead. Well, whatever. Seven yeah. or eight o'clock. Check your listings. It's definitely yeah. happening Sunday night. <laughs> That's when it's happening. All right. Sunday night MMA. There Tremendo. You, there you go. So get yourself stuck into that. It should be an absolute cracker. UFC Hamburg. Um, obviously, a couple of British lads on there as well to keep an eye out for. All on the main card as well. I think Jacquesi actually kicks off the main card, so that'll be yep. the first fight that you get to see on uh, on Sunday night. And I think Danny's about third in, second or third in. I think he's right like after Jacquesi. Yeah. Is he? Right, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go then, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so you get to see a couple of our uh, UK boys, boys that have been on this show before, uh, and then uh, we'll uh, hurtle towards the main event of Shogun Rua versus uh, Anthony Smith. And that could be an excellent cracker, because like you say, Anthony Smith is on... Uh, I wouldn't say a turd, but he's he's definitely got his tail just, up off the back of Richard. You, you beat Richard, you fucking you fancy anything, don't you? And but, then the phone call comes in. Do you want to go to Europe and fight yeah. Shogun? And he's like, just wait there while I wipe wipe the spunk off my pants with this Kleenex. Yes, I do. Is he an Eskimo brother? Is, that, <laughs> yeah, is he in there well as well? Um, and uh, obviously the the lure of what what DC is doing at the moment. Yeah. 
for these lads now, they know you put something together, you're going to be in weird shot because they're going to need a new light heavyweight champion at some point. Absolutely, of course they are. Mm. Of course they are, and you know, I think the winner of this fight certainly his name is in the conversation, and that's all you can hope for. Mm. Likewise, the Chief Chukomain as well, Tashira versus Corey Anderson. Mm. I think both of those guys will fancy putting their name in the frame too. This is the beauty of DC moving up; everything's opened up. Mm. Um, just finally, going to finish on a little bit of Dan Till news. Obviously, he was out in the uh, out in the states in Vegas, enjoying himself, picking his nose and what have you on various TV uh, shows and radio shows and all that type of stuff. Uh, but I've also noticed um, he's bought himself a pizza shop as uh, as Dazzler. His favourite pizza shop. Him, uh, him and a couple of pals have decided to invest. He's uh, he's now uh, he's now a businessman. Mad, isn't he? There you go. That's the place to eat in Liverpool, apparently. I hope, uh, so, I hope he's going to sort the lads out. You know we'll I mean? have to go down there, won't we? Go we down yeah. and get some, uh, See if we can get some free lunch get now. some pizza there, you know what I mean? He's Absolutely. A big player now. Absolutely. It's right by where he lives, actually. He's just bought a flat in Liverpool city centre, so mm. it's not far from there. Mm. So he doesn't like to uh, That's it. roam too far. You know, so that's, that's the way to do it, isn't it? When you're a big UFC superstar, you go, yeah, well, I'll get myself a luxury condo in a city centre and my favourite pizza shop at the end of the street. I'll buy I'll it. I'll buy that. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like that's no that that that's so he can have a table whenever he wants it. I'm sure. It's like I'll I'll buy that. So whenever any time I walk in morning, noon, and night, I go, go, I'll have that table. Thank you. It's very Conor McGregor esque. That it, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is a bit Conor. It is a little bit Conor. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Much appreciated. As I said, there's a great show this weekend for you to get stuck into UFC Hamburg. We'll have all that. And then uh, obviously we'll be building up towards uh, some fantastic shows that are coming in over the uh, summer months. I'm, I've noticed, by the way, um, we've uh, I've just had to put my uh, my hours in with Nick as to uh, what shows I can and can't do over the forthcoming months because they clash with some of the uh, various bits that are going on in my world. Um, and I'm going to be away. Mm-hmm. Check, I've got this in my diary. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm missing Cody versus TJ. Ah, oh, you fucking pleb. What an absolute weapon. Eh? Are, you, are you in Toronto at the time? Uh, might be. It's not in Toronto, though, is it, kid? No, it's not. All right. Anyway, that's still to come. That's what we're building up towards in August. Uh, first week of August, that one. Uh, only a couple of weeks away. Dead excited about it. The oh, chat on social media man. has Shit. started, hasn't it? I can't believe you're missing that fight card. That's going to be sick. It's a good card. Mm. We've we'll got, we'll got, got that in a couple of weeks. But yeah. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Um, lots to come um, in the world of UFC over the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us. Fight Disciples on iTunes. You can get all your Android feeds, fightdisciples.com. At Fight Disciples on all social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. Check out our stuff and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.